What's going on, boys and girls? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm sitting here in the brand new, well, brand new to me, uh, Aladome Metaphor Research Center and Digital Playground. Um, it looks like a chord monster just threw up chords all over the place. Uh, there's guitars leaning against the wall. There's a, uh, a desk still wrapped in cellophane. Um, but I did get a little bit set up. I got my computer set up. Uh, we got the PlayStation set up. Um, starting to get the podcast corner, you know, the way I would like it to look. So we're getting there. You know, it's it's not perfect, but we are definitely getting there. So that's good. Um, I'll tell you exactly how discombobulated we are here at the Shaddix-Lewis household. My wife was trying to track down a phone number today via an email address that she no longer has. Uh, she canceled it several years ago because it got hacked and there were some problems with her Amazon account. and You know, nothing nothing major, but she had to cancel it. But there was really an email she needed to pull. I'm not going to go into this long story of why, but it has to do with the house we just rented. Uh, not a real big deal, but um, sometimes you just need... Uh, I, I told you so for people. I guess that's the best way to put it. I'll leave that there. But... So she's up here, and she's doing her best, Dick Tracy, trying to, uh, you know, search down, find a way to get into this old email address that she canceled, not just turned off, but literally canceled two years ago. So she's on the phone with the Charter.com people and the Spectrum people, and she's remembering addresses from, you know, growing up in Coker, Alabama, and she's remembering, you know, her home phone number and and uh, all those kind of crazy things. Well, to make a long story short on that, it didn't work out. But this is what happened. This this is proof positive of about how well this week has gone. Well, I mean, the week hasn't gone bad. I don't want you to misunderstand. It hasn't gone bad. But this is proof positive of how the week's gone. So she needs a she needs a pen and a piece of paper because she needs to. She's on the phone with one customer service representative, and she needs to call. They're giving her the number to call who we hope at the moment is the correct customer service representative. And both these customer service people were great, which is good because Miss Leanne was in a mood and uh, they needed to be great. Let's just put it that way. Um, So anyway, she needs a piece of paper and I hand her a Sharpie. It's just what I had in my pocket from work. And I see a piece of paper on the floor. Now, you got to keep in mind, there's cords there's uh, guitar pedals, there's surge protectors, there's some speakers, there's a pair of tennis shoes. The floor in here is a complete and total disaster. It's just horrible. But I see a piece of paper. All we're doing is taking a note, right? Just writing down a phone number real quick. So she reaches down, grabs a piece of paper, and she takes her note. No problem, no foul, you know? So later on tonight, I go, uh, I'm moving some boxes and I'm helping get some stuff put away. And then I was like, okay, I got a few minutes. I'm going to spend a little bit of time in the podcast music room and the game room. And uh, so I sit down and I start doing some things and then I do some more. And then, then I sit down to record this here for y'all tonight. And I look at that piece of paper. It's still sitting on the ground on my feet. So I reach down and I pick it up. And it has the phone number on the back. It's a 188 number for the, I believe it was for Charter. Dot net old email service, and I open it up, and it yeah it's definitely a white piece of paper, but it's my original birth certificate, and I'm not making that up. It is my original birth certificate 
from October 7th of 1977 in New Orleans, Louisiana, down there on uh, 4411 Seminary Place. You know, that's, that was my parents' address back then. Uh, I was born at, let's see, where is it? Southern Baptist Hospital. Now, the only thing that's not handwritten on this whole thing is uh, is that one thing. It's stamped on there, Southern Baptist Hospital. And, uh, yeah, that kind of sums it up. My dad was 30 when he had me. Um, so that means that helps me know how old he is now. And my mother was 28. So that that's pretty neat. Uh, George Harold, nearest Diane. I always like that name, Iris. Um, the registrar's name on this was Wayne Parker. Uh, but I just thought that was kind of neat. Um, so yeah, October 7th, 1977. And we use this today for some, for some scratch paper. So that pretty much sums up how this week's gone. Uh, (laughs) if that means anything, but no, overall, everything's gone pretty swimmingly. Um, Movers came. They did a good job. They showed up way later than we wanted them to, but that's all right. I mean, that's a hard job, and it's not their fault that somebody else, you know, it was. They, you never know what you're going to walk into when you're going to move somebody's stuff. So, um, no, they did a good job. Then, um, and we're here. We're officially residents of Woodstock, Georgia. So I'm excited about that. I'm a huge fan of Woodstock, and I have been for a while. Hey. Sorry, while I'm thinking about this, I totally forgot to mention, have y'all gone and seen our wonderful sponsor, Miss Carrie Hood at Just a Fan Photography? Because she is fantastic. And if you need your pictures taken, she is the one to do it. So just search on Facebook, or I will put up a link in the show notes, but just look for Just a Fan Photography. Can't miss her. She's great. She will uh, take good care of you. She's a dear friend of mine. And I, like I've said many times before, I am tickled pink to have her as a sponsor and a friend to the Mockingbird podcast. All right. So I'm glad I remembered that. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, my brain's just not there today. Um, so what else is going on? You know... Charlie, I put out a thing today earlier on on the face space. Matter of fact, I'm going to look it up right now and see if anybody else comment anything. Let's go down the list. I had put up a thing. What would y'all like me to talk about for tomorrow, which when you're hearing this, it'll be tomorrow because this is my own little time machine. Time machine. And um, Charles, Charlie wanted me. That was a weird way. Charles. That's going through puberty again. That was weird. Um I'd like to hear my thoughts. When I say my, he said your thoughts on workout music. Um, how usually, well, I haven't worked out in a while. I was doing really, really well for such a long time running. I used to run every day at work. Uh, I do three miles at lunch every day, and I would did that. I was on such a roll for six or seven months, and then I just stopped. I mean, I just simply stopped. I was eating well. I was doing that, but. Um, I work out. I don't like to work out to music. I like to work out to books on tape. I'm a big fan of Audible.com. Um, 
and there's certain series like I've said before on here. I'm I'm not a huge uh, I'm not a great reader. It's not not one of my fortes. I mean, I I can read just fine, but it, my concentration for reading is really hard. So I like the story to I like books and I like literature and I like those things, but I prefer that somebody else read them to me. So I every time I would run. Um, I did books. I did well. It's books on tape. That's, you know, it makes me sound old. I mean, I know I'm getting a little bit older, but um, I guess you'd call it books on CD these days. I don't know. I don't know. But no, it's not even on CDs. You know, CDs are going away. Have y'all thought about that lately? Everything's moving towards the MP3, which it, you know, and eventually it's going to move. Probably away from that, eventually it's just telepathically going to come into our ears. And then you're just going to think music. I wonder if, all right, let's say it does get to that point. Let's say it gets to the point where music is no longer, it's directly downloaded into your brain. So let's say that happens the first time. That means you will, if it's directly downloaded into your brain, like right now, if you think about it, like if you're listening in your head and you're thinking about a song, like let, let's just say, you know, Boogie Shoes, my, 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 Boogie Shoes. But you you can sing that in your head and you can hear it in your head. So if it's downloaded directly to your brain, then you'll, you won't hear the music, but you'll hear the music. Does that make sense? I don't know where that came from, uh, but... That's an interesting thought. But, Charlie, when it comes to workout music, that, that was always my thing. If I'm at the gym and uh, let's say I – because I've never been much for the weights but because uh, I lift and sling enough metal at work, so I usually do cardio stuff. So if I was doing weights or if I was at the gym running on the treadmill or something, I usually watch movies on Netflix um, because it takes away – our cartoons like F is for Family or Family Guy, Bob's Burgers. Uh, I don't think Bob's Burgers is on Netflix. Uh, things like that. You know, uh, old episodes of Andy Griffith is fun. I enjoy that. But that's what I did, Charlie. Because uh, music, I never could work out to music. I mean, y'all know I love music. I play music. And I listen to music all the time. But uh Every once in a while, I'd set put up make a music playlist, but most of the time, I would just listen to. Uh, nine times out of ten, it was a an audio book. Hey, I got the right term for it an audio book. That's what they've been called this whole time. All right, so uh, let's see. Let's move on down this list because y'all said, "Well, care." Well, we might as well stick to. Uh, well, Mark Grunhofer wants to know how the ice dragon can blow down the wall with no problems, but a simple rock, because the wall was made out of ice. I mean, that's fairly simple, Mark. I mean, let's just be honest. A rock is a solid thing. You see, when you apply heat, and I'm assuming here, now, before I get too carried away of making you know an assumption on why you're wrong about this, let, let me just clarify. I'm assuming that the ice dragon, is it's a blue flame. So it's the hottest part of the flame. You know, the blue, the only thing that's hotter is the white. So I'm assuming when the ice dragon blew the wall down, it was hot and it's ice. And when you apply heat to ice, it melts and it turns into vapor. And if you apply enough heat quickly enough, 
Not only will it melt because it turns into a vapor so quickly, it will cause an explosion. And that is why the wall went down. Now, a rock probably would have cracked because there's going to be some ice. Because, you know, there in the north where John and them boys are, you know, Aria and all them. Now, it's cold up there. It's super cold. So that rock's definitely going to have some frozen precipitation on the inside. For sure. No doubt about it. So it definitely could crack. And if you could heat that rock quick enough, it could possibly explode as well. So now that I'm talking through this to with you, I almost said to you, which I guess is technically right. Now that I'm talking through it, you know, I think it really depends on the water content of the rock. So if that rock was fairly dry, then you probably would be safe. I mean, let's be honest he would have at least burned some of that hair away. At least burned some of that hair. You know, uh, I had an instant mullet one time. I used to have flowing locks, not unlike Jon Snow. Um, except, Have y'all noticed, though, what I'm thinking about? Jon Snow, my buddy Chip Jones, who was on here, have y'all, if y'all know him, or you follow him on the on the Instagrams or the, the face spaces, um, he looks a little bit like Jon Snow. Or maybe Jon Snow looks like him. Either way. Uh, but he uh, he would have singed his hair. You know, I used to work at, in Birmingham, Alabama. There was this uh, artist foundry. Um, and we it was called Sloth's Furnace. Uh, it, it, uh, it was quite haunted. Quite haunted. But uh, back in the day, back when the Magic City was roaring... You know, when Birmingham was built, it was built on the back of the iron industry and and slice. Them boys, they, they slung some iron, some molten iron. And uh, so over the years, half of it became, I think, it, in some music venue. The other half is still an artist foundry. So they still cast, they pour iron all the time. And every so often, every I don't know if it's once a year or every other year, all the art schools, all the colleges from the area, like Georgia Southern was there, and it's Georgia Southern's fault. They're supposed to be smart over there, but I'll get back to that. But uh, they all come, and they come down, you know, they make this long line, and they have their iron furnaces. And an iron furnace is called a cupola. And a cupola is a very simple but dangerous thing. So you take, you need, you know, basically you need heat, and then you also need what's called coke. <coughs> Excuse me, and then you need iron, and you bust up old radiators. You bust up uh, anything made out of iron. Anything is fine, and you, there's a constant mixture of these two things. One kind of works as a flux. One kind of keeps the heat. And as time goes on, most cupolas, then you will tap them with a spike that has a clay holding it in, and the iron will run out into what's called a crucible. You dump it in the crucible, and then you can mosey on over to well, you don't mosey because it's you know it's hot and heavy so you go when you pour your molds usually made out of uh, the mold materials usually what we call green sand so it's sand packed really tight around whatever objects you would like to cast in iron then you pull the box apart it leaves the uh, negative and then you fill that space with iron that's a a very simple explanation, but it's, it's a little more complicated than that. But anyway, like I said, most of these furnaces or cupolas, you tap them, not unlike a keg, and then 
the substance flows out. In this point, iron, in a keg's case, beer, okay? Or in a cask of wine, you know, y'all understand the principle. It's like a little boy with his finger in the dam, right? Okay. So, now Georgia Southern, on the other hand, had what was called a continuous tap furnace, or cupola. And so... What happened is, now back then, I had, I'm talking Willie Nelson long hair. I'm not, no exaggeration. And I used to keep it in two pigtails, just like Willie Nelson, because he's my spirit animal. Now, keep in mind, I had on Carhartt pants. I had on red wing boots. I had on a fully leather jacket. And I'm not talking about Fonzarelli riding around on his motorcycle. I'm talking about a welder's leather jacket, thick, strong, you know, protective piece of gear, you know, like half a cow. And I had it on, and then you have a full helmet that's a hard hat, and then it slides down in front of your face. And mine actually had, it was 24 karat gold plated. Now, that sounds expensive. It really wasn't, because what it did is it just pushed the heat away from my face, okay? And then on top of that, there was a stainless steel mesh, and these are all protective things, all right? So keep in mind. Carhartt pants, we got on the red wing boots, we got on leather jacket, you know, I'm, uh, and under that, I probably got on a sweatshirt or something, because we usually try to do this during the winter, because casting iron's hot, I mean, it's hot, like, it's real hot, and so, now, we get back to it, Georgia Southern, they had a continuous tap furnace, so that means when you first tap that furnace, now, the first time you have to tap it, but once you do that, it basically just keeps bringing the, bringing the iron. Just keeps bringing it. As long as you feed it, it brings you out some molten iron. You just keep feeding it. Now, on that particular day, it was quite windy. And since I worked for Sloss, I had, you know, each one of us kind of would go around and would help different colleges. And that's totally cool. It's super fun. Now, keep in mind, I was a college student at the time, too. I was not a professional. I had done a lot of this, but I wasn't a pro. So anyway, I'm up on top now. Keep in mind, you got to constantly feed this thing. You're feeding it with iron. You put a little Coke, iron. Coke's like coal, like blacksmiths use. You know, you ever seen a blacksmith where they pump the thing, they pump and they pump and they pump and they pump and it gets hot. Same difference, same principle, okay? And we're doing this, and the wind's blowing, and the fire's getting hot now. The fire's shooting out of the top of this thing. And I'm not talking about, you know, just your little regular campfire. I mean, I'm talking like dang near a jet engine. And the wind blew just right now. Keep in mind, I had my hair tucked in my leather jacket, okay? But some of it around my ears, and you know, around my ears and around the side of my face, kind of had oozed out in the wind and the exertion. And the flame wrapped around my head, completely around my head. Didn't even realize it because, again, I got the 24-karat gold mask on, right? And a and stainless steel mesh, okay? So I didn't, I mean, it got warm. Don't get me wrong, you know. Uh, you know, I'm no Targaryen. It, it, it was warm, but it, it didn't hurt, okay? And so, you know, we went on about our business. And a little later on that day, I took my helmet off and i want to tell you friends and neighbors i had the world's worst mullet because it burnt all that hair that had come off the side burn it clear up to the all the way up to uh my hard hat so i still had this long braid in the back and i'm, I'm talking willie nelson long i'm not exaggerating and everywhere from 
right behind my ears, right to the back side of my ears, all the way up to the front. You just think about having a hat on, burn completely off. And it was so depressing. And I mean, I, I know I sound like a redneck, but I'm not going to, I'm not ready to rock that kind of mullet. I mean, that takes commitment. It takes an El Camino or at least an IROC Z or at the time, probably like a Mustang 5.0, you know, vanilla ice style rolling in my 5.0 somewhere. You'd have to have one of those things. And I drove a Jeep uh, and no. So I went to my good friend, uh, Miss Rachel. And Miss Rachel's married to my good friend Andy. Uh, but at the time, they were just dating. And she gave me a beautiful haircut. Today, I'd be so proud of it. But back then, I was like, oh, Lord, this is just too preppy. So I went over to my other friend Greg's house, Greg Kitchens. Uh, and he had a set of clippers. And I shaved my head bald. And uh, my mama cried when I got home. But, you know, uh, my friend Seth on, on the Facebook was talking, wanted to know a ghost story. Well, this place, a lot of men, and I think I don't want to say women because I don't think at the time there was a lot of women that worked there. Uh, I may be wrong about that. Somebody could kind of go back and check that history. I'm not sure. But uh, at the time... Uh, a lot of men died there because it wasn't the small furnaces that we were tapping. Now, we did have what was called the whiting. When I worked there, that would tap a 1,000 pounds of molten iron, which sounds like a lot, but it's really not. Not in the grand scheme of iron production. It was not giant. And so, uh, anyway, a lot of men and women had died there, at least men, for sure men, Uh I don't want to live in the leave the women ghost out if there were some there. And they very well could be. Maybe they were coming back looking for their significant others. But one night I was uh I was there late and I was the intern. So, you know, I basically was grunt labor, which is fine. I got no problem with it. Excuse me while I wet my whistle. <sighs> okay, there we go. So uh I was there late one night and we had Big old pile of radiators. The, not radiators like in your car, but, you know, in the old houses, you'd see those radiators on the wall that would supply the heat. Well, those are cast iron. And then we also had a bunch of old cast iron bathtubs, and people would donate these because we would bust them up and would use them in our different iron pours. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, so one night I was there by myself, and it's not in the best part of Birmingham. And I'm busting up stuff, and I kept hearing somebody walk around. I was like, well, I don't know. So I kept busting iron. Then I heard somebody busting iron behind me. And I was like, oh, that that can't be right because I know I'm the only one there. So I go back down, and it's like, maybe I'm just tired. I've been working all day. I went to school before that. I wasn't big on sleeping back then. I don't sleep much now. So uh, anyway, that kept happening. So I walked down to the fridge. We had a fridge, and uh, I grabbed a, a drink out of the fridge, and I look up. The old furnaces are still there, and these things are tall. Like, I mean, they're probably five to six, seven stories tall. I mean, they're really tall. And uh, to keep to put in perspective, the, the cupolas that I was talking about before, they're roughly about the height of a man, a tall man. You know, they're very seldom over six, seven feet, seven feet at the most, uh, the whiting that we used was probably 10 feet, okay? 
Um, so th- these are not, you know, and this one was at least three, if not four stories tall. So I, how maybe a little bit more than that, yeah, you know, give or take. But there was a man, stand, there was a walkway that walked all through there, and he was looking down at me. And I literally waved and said, hey, and he waved. And then, vapor, just gone. So, needless to say, um, I went ahead and got on in the Jeep, and I drove on back to Tuscaloosa that night. And I told people about it. And I wish I could tell y'all right now what his name is, because several people have seen him. But if you look up Sloss Furnace Ghost, Sloss, S-L-O-S-S, Furnace, as in Furnace, just a regular old Furnace, <coughs> excuse me, um, you will, uh, you'll, man, I wish I could remember his name, but you'll, you'll remember, you'll, you'll see who I'm talking about. And I absolutely saw him and I told the people about him like, oh yeah, he hangs out. Uh, he's a little mischievous, but uh, he's never, never really hurt anybody. Uh, so, and that, that I always thought that was funny when they said he's never really hurt anybody. So he kind of has, but uh, I'm mean, gonna tell you one more funny story about Sly's Furnace. I at the time, I, this was when I was probably straight out of high school. I was probably eighteen, nineteen, somewhere in that range, and uh, I <laughs> I uh, was went to a haunted house, and haunted house is in like. Around Halloween, you know, like a scary house, like some people put it together with actors and, you know, they run around with chainsaws and there's a guy with a hockey mask and there's, a you know, Freddy Krueger lookalike and maybe a devil, something like that, uh, you know, Auburn fan, Tennessee fan, something like that. And uh, uh, I went there, I was dating a friend, she still, well, I was dating at the time, it was my girlfriend and we dated for a long, long time. But uh, our name was Christy, and uh, we went to the haunted house. Now, uh, two things you need to know about me for sure. One is I'm colorblind, and uh, I mean, I'm pretty pretty colorblind. And number two is I am death, deathly afraid of clowns. I don't like them. I'm not going to like them tomorrow. Um, you're not ever going to convince me to enjoy being around a clown. It's just not going to happen. So... We're going through the haunted house, and it's, oh, oh, you know, she grab hold of you, and, you know, you're 18, you think it's the best thing in the world, the pretty girl grabbing onto your arm, and uh, we go through, and then we walk into this room. Now, keep in mind, they give me 3D glasses. Well, some of y'all may not know those old, now, now, the newer 3D technology works pretty well, but old 3D technology, at least in my case, does not doesn't work very well with colorblind folks. So they give you these 3D glasses. I walk in this room. There's polka dots on the wall. I'm real confused. I'm disoriented. I can't see real well. There's carnival music playing, which I knew was a bad sign. So me and Chris, you're walking through. We are second in line. There's another couple in front of us. He'd scream a little bit. She'd grab onto him. He, I, he, he screamed. I remember listening back. He grabbed onto her a couple of times too. It was a weird. Um, but I mean, maybe, maybe he was just trying to, you know, get a little close. But uh, this clown jumped out of nowhere, right into my face. I'm colorblind. I can't see. There's carnival music playing, and I grabbed Christy. 
I put her between me and the clown, and I ran all the way back to the car, and I was so scared, I drove almost back to the interstate, and I was like, oh, I better go back and get her. And that is a true story, folks. That happened at Sloss Furnace. Uh, So, lots of things. Um, Let's see. Well, I'm looking at (laughs) my buddy old Storm, uh, who... Who I know via online as Grumpy Jap. We play video games most nights together. Uh, he wanted me to tell y'all about Japanese toilets. Um, you know, really, truthfully, I think I'm going to wait and do the Japanese. To- well, see, the Japanese toilet is interesting. I learned about them last week, earlier this week, matter of fact. Um, my friend Grumpy, I'm just going to call him Grumpy or, or Storm. But I like um, I know him as Grumpy, so I'm gonna keep it at Grumpy. And uh, Grumpy and I were playing some video games with our other friend Banzi, and uh, Miss Leanne was playing with us, and um, he was streaming on Twitch.com, uh, which I do on occasion play video games on Twitch. So if any of y'all are video game people, or you like watching Twitch, definitely come join me. Uh, my Twitch handle is the Real Back Row Baptist. Uh, I wanted to, originally wanted this podcast to be the Back Row Baptist podcast, but uh, some church folks got it, and uh, not you know nothing disparaging about church folks, uh, but I didn't want you know the deacons down at the local you know Baptist church to log onto this and think it was uh, that, and uh, it ain't so. Uh, that's why, but I like the Mockingbird, and I've told y'all in the past why we call it the Mockingbird. But, um, so, uh, <clears throat> we were talking about Japanese toilets. Now, Grumpy, who goes by Grumpy Jap, is Japanese, and uh, so he started showing me, I was watching his stream, and uh, he started showing me. Now, all, it seems like all the Japanese toilets have bidets in them, which is uh, the water that, you know, it, it it basically replaces. I, I'm assuming it replaces toilet paper. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you do a little quick check with toilet paper, and then a little rinse, rinse, or do you rinse, rinse, and then use toilet paper to dry up? That might make sense. I, I'll be honest. If y'all know about bidets, write in and tell me at Greg at the Mockingbirdpod dot com. Uh, that'll help. Um, but yeah, it had that. Um, and, 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 uh, one of these days I'm going to have Grumpy on the podcast and we'll, we'll go into depth on, uh, on the Japanese toilet. Um, they're, evidently they're quite expensive, uh, which the Japanese are amazing craftspeople. So they make great guitars. I mean, there's one right behind me. This Takamini is a great guitar. It's made in Japan. Um, yeah, they make, and they make, um, they make good whiskey. They do that. Um, food. I mean, I love a Japanese steakhouse. I always wanted, people used to laugh at me, but I used to want to be a cook at a Japanese steakhouse. I mean, come on, you're a performer. You're cooking steak. You're flipping knives. You're making volcanoes. Come on. Tell me I wouldn't be good at that. You are wrong if you think I would not. Um. So let's see. I think I'm, I'm just going down my list on the face base. And um, I, I think I covered pretty much everything everybody asked. Um, Jason Von Stein wanted to know what kind of equipment I use on the podcast. Jason, it's it's pretty simple. 
Um, right now I'm talking through just a Blue Yeti microphone. Uh, it took me a little while to figure out the settings on it, but overall it's fairly simple. When I have another guest in here, I usually actually just use two Shure SM58 microphones just like everybody plays shows with, and I run those through a uh, the the Bose. Um, I have a Bose PA, and I run it through the uh, the mixer. And then that goes just into GarageBand on a on an iMac, uh, just two channels, and it's just that simple. Uh, I try to keep it as simple as possible. I'm a pretty simple fella, so that's that's pretty much all I do for that, Jason. Um, so yeah, but I mean, totally. If you have any more questions, I'll be glad to answer that. Um, let's see. I think that's pretty much it. I think I covered. I got a ghost story in. Sean Allen asked me, because, you know, I build uh, really high-end race car simulators these days, and he wanted to know if uh, if you can break the speed of sound in a race car simulator, and if uh, and would anything come out of the speakers if you did? Um, that's a good... That's a good question. Matter of fact, I'm responding on on his question as uh, I'm recording this, and I'm going to tag in my boss, uh, Mr. Sean McDonald, and maybe he can fill you in on that. I don't know. What? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. So, Sean, uh, Sean Allen, Sean Patrick McDonald. Well, hopefully, he will respond. Because that's a fantastic question. Um, let's see. I think that's it. This has been the longest of the uh, the solo ones, and I, I enjoyed it. I hope y'all did too. Let's keep this going. Uh, maybe each week I'll put out something, and we'll talk on it, and I'll riff on it. Um, you know, most of the stuff I told you tonight was true. Uh, really, actually, all of it was true tonight um i know carrie asked for some cowboy story song or cowboy um story songs cowboy stories (coughs) i got a few um but i'll tell you what i'm gonna save those i'll save those for the next one i'll tell you some cowboy stories because i don't want this one to get too terribly long um but i did enjoy my cowboying days um my favorite animal I ever, well second favorite animal my favorite animal i ever met and don't get me wrong i love mr huckleberry and nelson i love them to death but uh i had a dog named dally that i got in new mexico she was an australian uh cattle dog a blue healer and she was oh man it makes it literally makes me a little teary-eyed just to think about her loved her to death and then uh, i had a horse out there named pine tar and when we bought Pine Tar, he came to the ranch. This horse trader brought him several other horses on a trailer, and they got him out. And uh, I don't—I feel like I told the story, but maybe not. And he was real skinny. I mean, real skinny. You shouldn't see all the horses' ribs. You should maybe see a couple in the very back, but you could see them all. And my boss, he's like, hey, put your uh, saddle on that black horse. And I was like... Man, Ben, I don't, I don't know. Man, he looks bad. But I rode him for just a minute, just a, just a minute. I mean, he still was plenty strong. And when I got off of him, I was like, man, if we can put some groceries on him, he's gonna, he's gonna be something. And he was my horse every, every year I was out there. And when, uh, and when I quit going out, Ben, who had told me to put my saddle on that black horse, he, uh, 
they became one of his one of his ponies and uh man he was he's like a trusted friend uh he had uh, there's certain cow horses and um and they uh you know it's a good cow horse if you ride them up right behind a cow that's not wanting to go you know you see the movies and the and the, and the cowboys are just running full speed behind cows that doesn't happen very often it's usually just a nice slow walk cows are lazy they're lazy and they're they're not that bright but oh every once in a while they we said they had a little cow in them which didn't really make sense to me that whole phrasing of it but you'd walk up behind them and pine tar if that horse you know, that cow was going too slow you'd walk right back behind them and he'd just reach down and take a hunk of hide out of their rear end he'd bite them he'd just flat bite them and then they'd take off running he's like well you should have moved on when we told told you to so that's a little bit of a cowboy story, but old Pine Tar, man, I think about him every day. I hope he is, uh, I hope he's still alive. He's, you know, it's been quite a few years now, and uh, but I hope he's fat and happy and retired somewhere, maybe carrying around some little kids or something like that. That'd be, that'd be good uh, for old Pine Tar, because he'd probably, he's got to be close to 20 by now if he's still with us. I'd sure like to know, um, but man, he was a great horse. I count him as a one of my true friends in life. He carried me all over the New Mexico countryside and uh love him to death. I mean, I bet you I got a thousand miles at least on the back of that pony. So he was good. All right, so uh that's it for tonight. Um I think I'm gonna leave y'all with uh with a Stephen Krausen song this evening. Um, make sure you go follow him on the uh, on the Spotify and places like that. It's Stephen Krause, and he, matter of fact, is going to be the episode next Monday's episode. Mister Stephen's coming to the to the studio, and we're going to record, uh, and that'll be fun. Stephen and I have been good friends for a long, long time, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll close out this uh, with one of his songs, and. Uh, Write him and uh, write him on Facebook or Instagram. I know he's on both of those things, and just tell him how much you enjoyed it. it and go go to Spotify or go to iTunes. I'll put a link to iTunes uh, where you can uh, purchase his uh, his songs. Uh, he recorded at the greenhouse here in Marietta. Well, back I'm in Woodstock now, but anyway, right down the street. Aaron and Nancy run a great great studio over there. And, uh, yeah, so he recorded there and he did a fantastic job. And so, yeah, we'll close out the, uh, the night with a, with a Steven Krausen song. And, um, until I talk to y'all next time, oh, real quick, before I, before I completely get out of here, um, let's, uh, just remember there's the Patreon page for as little as five bucks a month. You can help this podcast stay alive uh there's a few things i want to add like some lights to the studio to help with uh you know better video quality for y'all um and that's my next purchase is is lights so yeah if you want to join that it's for as little as five bucks a month and then it just goes up a little bit there from there and um, you get some and that's another thing if you're listening to this please write in our our comment on the facebook page or comment on the same page that our same um, post that I put up that I answered all the questions tonight. Tell me what you would like from the Patreon page, and I will try to make it happen. Make it worth your while. 
Other than that, there's the Mockingbird T-shirts and the Cosmic Cowboy T-shirts. All Again, all that money goes straight back into this. Um, it'll help me get some guests that I'd like to get. It helps me just, you know, just do things of that nature. Uh, and thank y'all from the bottom of my heart and the top of my heart and both the left and right side of it for listening to this. This is one of my favorite things in the whole wide world to do. Matter of fact, it might be my favorite thing to do. Um, when it comes to creative things and uh, thank y'all so much for listening because it wouldn't be worth doing if I didn't have somebody to enjoy it with me and uh, it seems to be good uh, it seems to be building every single time so thank y'all so much but uh, without further ado uh, how about uh, how about a little bit of uh, Stephen Krausen to carry us home alright y'all Till next time, y'all be nice to one another. Headed west to find my way. Rolled up a good one and passed the day away. Who says it's wrong to trust you in troubles away? In review, with only love to play. Mm-hmm. Worries away in review. Only 